Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 58, which we are recording on Friday, March 21st. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And what are you wearing? I am wearing my Ease pullover, which is a pattern by Alicia Plummer. And I have been wearing a lot. And I was kind of laughing because this morning was a very foggy morning chilly here in Santa foggy. Cruz. <laughs> chilly and cold. And I was wearing a t-shirt. And this has been my pullover everything sweater. So I pulled it on. And about half an hour ago, as you, as per schedule, the sun came out. And now I'm too warm. So <laughs> I'll be pulling this off soon and back to the t-shirt. <laughs> it's funny that you've been wearing ease a lot. So I, I wonder how many recent episodes that's what you've been wearing. I know. That's what <laughs> I was gonna thinking. People are going to think you never take it off. That's exactly what I was thinking because when I pulled it on, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to have to say ease again. But it's what I'm wearing. Well, I saw Charlene yesterday, and she was wearing her Laika sweater. So no, I can attest true. to the fact that she does not actually wear <laughs> ease every single day, even though it looks comfortable <laughs> enough to do so. It just happened to be a foggy day today, which is, we were also saying, is very odd because it was more like a summer day with the fog in the morning and then the fog burning off and having a sunny afternoon, which is much more of our summer pattern than spring weather pattern. So our seasons are still very odd this year. <laughs> They're all confused and mixed up. Yeah, we had a winter that was more like spring, and I don't know if our spring will be more like summer, just based on one day, but we'll see. <laughs> but it's definitely, definitely, definitely spring here also. So many trees are in bloom. Oh, driving and walking around just makes me so happy right now yeah. because of all the fruit trees, and it's just glorious. And the birds, so many birds out. I've been mm-hmm. watching birds building nests. and <laughs> Yeah, I have to get all my yarn scraps in some kind of dispenser outside so that the birds can use them for their nest building. Yeah, my neighbor, she was putting a bunch of her yarn scraps into one of the little wire suet holders that's what and then she hung that up outside I want to get my husband to build something like that because I've been collecting all of my scraps (laughs) all the little tiny ends that I snip off and things like that right I've been collecting them all for months and I have a pretty good size ziploc bag full of them right now that I just keep adding to that really needs to get outside I love the idea of little baby birds sleeping and being cared for in these little colorful nests of yarn scraps (laughs) it It just makes me so happy to think of that Okay, and what are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing my Summer Festival cardigan, which is a design by Georgie Hallam, also known as Tiki Knits on Ravelry and other social media. I was working on this as my self-indulgent knit-along project, and I finished the actual knitting quite a while ago, but I was lazy, lazy (laughs) about seaming the pockets. And I just got on this kick earlier this week that I must finish all the things and take all the FO pictures. So I sat down and I seamed the pockets and I convinced my husband to cooperate and take pictures. And we have blooming wisteria in the backyard right now that is just so pretty. So the bees got mad at me while I stood in front of the wisteria (laughs) in my beautiful new sweater knit in Woolmise Lace Garn yarn, which I adore. It is so beautifully tonal. This is a purple color, and they have specific color ways, and then they have what they call We're Different, which I assume is when the dye doesn't do exactly what the typical colorway does. So this is a We're Different colorway, 
and I don't know enough about Wilmiza to tell you what colorway it would compare to, but it's a very beautiful royal purple toning down to not quite plum. What would you call that? You're better at describing colors. I was going to say plum. Okay. So it's just beautiful. And I loved the yarn and I will definitely knit with this again. That's how much I enjoyed knitting it. (laughs) So both the sweater pattern and the yarn. Is it, a? you said it was a lace it's yarn? called lace it garn look is lace the name white. of the yarn itself and i think it's categorized in ravelry as either lace or light fingering i would definitely call it light fingering weight yeah it's definitely not a lace weight no. yarn in my opinion but i seriously enjoyed knitting with it it was really fun it feels soft and dreamy on i'm wearing it just with a t-shirt underneath so it's actually against the skin soft on my arms and I just loved the whole thing about the sweater. Top down, long sleeve, has a beautiful little circle lace detail on the sweater, both on the raglan on one side shaping and then on the body on the other side. So it's one side of each. (laughs) And it's also on one pocket. The detail is on one pocket. And I picked some really, really pretty wooden heart-shaped buttons that everybody has admired so far. The only problem with the buttons is that they have a sharp little point at the end of the heart and Mm. the yarn does get wrapped around that little point, making it kind of snag. So I just have to be super careful when I button and unbutton. But other than that, I really like the sweater. And I did do the grain ribbon and backing buttons to this too. I wonder if you could file or sandpaper. The then it wouldn't be as pretty, though. Little, well, just a little bit. Why wouldn't it be as pretty if you well, just, just wouldn't sand look as... it off the rough edge? Because feel how sharp it is. It's sharp. Yeah. But they, I think they're cherry. I'm not sure. Hmm. But I don't. it would scrape off some of the finish, I think. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, we just had that button discussion a few episodes ago mm-hmm. and how to be careful that buttons might not have a sharp edge right. or you know something that's going to snag your yarn. Well, right. here's another example of that. <laughs> But I am very happy with the sweater and how it turned out. And although even in the pattern it says you may not want to wear this sweater button closed, so the buttonholes are actually optional, but whether I wear it closed or not, I just think they add a pretty little touch. They do. And actually, Gail put backing buttons on them as well, so I suggested that she could actually button the sweater by tucking the backing button into the buttonhole and then leaving the decorative buttons on the front. And that worked, we tried it out. Yeah, so that's another option. (laughs) So again, this is Summer Festival. It was my self-indulgent knit-along sweater, and I love it, love the yarn, (laughs) love the pattern, highly recommend both. Yeah. So what have you been stalking? Well, I was telling Gail last night that I have hardly been stalking anything during these last two weeks. Partially because we were without internet service at our house for almost a full week. And I have a phone that I can use, but stalking on the phone just doesn't happen for me. (laughs) Too tiny of a screen, and yeah, that just didn't happen. So I have hardly been stalking. But when I was writing up my notes last night, and going, actually, what I did was I went through my project bag as well because I was looking trying to clean things up a little bit. And I realized that I did have something that I started stocking actually right before stitches. And I never, for some reason, it never made it onto the show. And that's a shawl called Frambuesa by Julia Trice. 
And I started stalking this one after I saw Alex Alex's version. Alex is under Dutch skies on Ravelry, and she made a gorgeous orange version of this shawl in Mad Tosh. I think it was Merino Light, and it was citrus. And she had actually bought that yarn when she was visiting Santa Cruz last year. So I got to see the yarn in the skein and then see the yarn as its final finished object in her pictures. And her version was just stunning, absolutely stunning. And in her photographs, you could actually see the little floral design in the shawl. And I realized that I loved that design. So I have a skein of a new yarn oh, that's, from Dream that's in Color. It's called Jilly, and it is Dream and Color's new entry into the single-ply fingering market. Superwash. Superwash Merino single-ply fingering. And one skein, four ounces, is 440 yards, so more than enough for the small version of this shawl. And let's see, what else should I say? It, the pattern was released almost a year ago on April 13th last year or I mean April 2013 last year and Julia in her description calls it her ode to spring so I'll be making it this year but I think the you know it's still my ode to spring it will be my ode to spring yeah. the yarn that I have is a beautiful pink color it's called shy very tonal and the yarn feels really nice and soft and I can't wait it's to see beautiful. what it looks like knit up when That's I walked in, fun. I saw it all wound up on the table, and I said, oh my gosh, it's your chili. <laughs> I've been fantasizing about winding my skein, which is like a peacock color. I don't remember what the color yeah, is Yeah, I don't remember itself. either, but yours is a little variegated. Yeah, and it's beautiful, so it I is. may have to go it home does. and hand wind mine, and we can be <laughs> knitting it at the same time, because we will be doing a review on that yarn. Right, right, and that's what I figured. I'll, I'll make my shawl, and then I can chat about it here. And the second thing I am stalking is a cowl called Something in the Air by Hohi Locatelli. And it is a so pretty. It is. It's a cowl. The, the really beautiful thing about this cowl is it has these little pico edges along the side, which I really like. It's kind of an open and airy cowl, and it looks like something that's definitely wearable for spring and summer here in Santa Cruz if I choose appropriate yarn. And I actually have a single skein of Miss Babs Yowza that I've been saving for oh. another sweater, a small summer sweater. And I was thinking I could use it for this. I can't decide. What does the pattern call for for the yarn? The pattern calls for the silky merino. Malabrigo? Malabrigo, So is yeah, that a sorry. sport or a DK? It is a DK, and it is a yarn that is 51% silk, 49% merino. So it's definitely got a lot of drape to it. It's very soft. It's shiny. I've used it for... I made a sweater out of that yarn a couple years ago, and I really liked working with it. It's very light. I don't have any of that in my stash, so I'm going to see if I have something in my stash to make this one, but I really like it. 
You know what's kind of funny? That's the same exact yarn she used for her sweet cable. It is. I know. Top I, I that you love. had thought that as well. And same thing. I haven't found another yarn to use for that either. So I will need to do that. <laughs> yeah, I love that cowl. It's very pretty. It's very open and kind of romantic looking. Yeah. Yeah. The, the collection that it's from was just released and it's called Bohemian Girl and it has a very nice feel to it. And I agree. I actually knit one of those sweaters that you'll hear about later. So what about you, Gil? What are you stocking? Well, I have to add the Framboisa shawl that you are stocking by Julia Trice. That's Mind of Winter on Ravelry. I have had that in my queue pretty much since she released it. Oh, you have? Yeah, <laughs> so I should, I, I look at it every time I scan for shawls and I just haven't been inspired by yarn for it yet yeah so i just keep waiting <gasps> maybe that beautiful new skein of unwind yarn company yarn i got a while ago that would be beautiful <laughs> anyway i digress so what am i stalking i am stalking hohe's new designs from the bohemian girl collection specifically i've been stalking the looking back sweater which i'm not going to talk about because charlene i suspect is going to be talking about that later in the episode but I also do really, really love that cowl that Charlene just described. Mm -hmm. And I'm also stalking the Winding Journey hat and fingerless mitt set by the designer Juliana Lund. This is a $6 purchase pattern set on Ravelry, and the proceeds from it go to an autism program that Juliana's sons have attended in... I don't remember the state she lives in. I think it's Utah, but I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. So it is a charity fundraising pattern, and it was brought to my attention by Diana on the Sittin' and Knittin' podcast. She is doing it this month, and when she mentioned it, I had to go check it out and see what it looks like. And it's a really cute set that has a cable detail with buttons alongside the cable. So it's just cute. It's a little bit different with the buttons and the cable paired together. And it's knit in sport weight yarn. I think that the pattern calls, I think her samples were knit in Malabrigo Arroyo. And I happen to have some beautiful sport weight yarn in my stash. I have the Madeline Tosh Merino Cashmere Nylon Blend in Wellwater. It's the yarn I used to knit my Autumn's End last year. And I have about a skein and a half left of that, which just happens to be enough <laughs> for the hat and mitts. So. That will be, I've already purchased the pattern. I'm not sure when I will cast on, but I'm looking forward to doing that. It'll just be a fun, a fun little diversion mm -hmm. when I'm kind of, my strategy right now is kind of to use stitches yarn, then to use stash yarn, <laughs> stitches yarn, stash yarn, and kind of keep something going yeah. from both pools of yarn. Yeah. And that will be one of my upcoming not stitches yarn projects. <laughs> so check that one out. That's Winding Journey by Juliana Lund on Ravelry. So what are you knitting? Well, I am haven't touched the striped shawl that I started I a couple weeks ago. I was wondering about that. Well, actually, I I've added a couple stripes because I decided to throw in some it's not a pure white, it's kind of an off-white. I've decided to throw a couple stripes of that in too. So I actually did knit a couple stripes on that, but I haven't knit a lot on it. I need to because the colors are happy and springtime mm -hmm. make it's, me definitely yeah. make me smile it's i'm knitting it in yellow and gray so 
very happy, makes me smile, love the collar combo. I don't really have a plan for it or a pattern for it. I am just kind of winging it as I go. I so. love that you do that. <laughs> well, it's it's very basic. It's your basic triangular shawl, add four stitches on the right side, pearl back. It's pretty basic. <laughs> Still, it's just, I, don't, I never would do that. I would never just go for it. Oh. I have to have a pattern I'm following to feel comfortable. So oh. I love that you are just that... I love footloose. Yeah, I love being able to not have a pattern. But that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then what's in my hands right now is the sock head hat that I think I cast on last time I to have podcast knitting. And I am using that again for my podcast knitting. And because I finished a couple of projects. I am going to need to start something new. So those are the only two things that I have going on right now. I have a lot of things planned and a lot of little project bags with maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll knit this next, but this is all I have on the needles right now. How about you? It's funny, after we recorded last time, when we were talking about being in that ambiguous place of mm -hmm. not being able to cast anything on I had a pile of yarn and patterns on the coffee table that was just this mayhem chaotic I pile. feel like I still do stitches really got you know just had so many new ideas and new things yep. and new yarns and new colors everything coming at you so. but I spent that weekend after we recorded putting things into project bags yeah. so yarn needles pattern notions box etc so everything yeah. was ready to go when I felt like casting yeah. something on and as a result of that I have cast on several things since we last <laughs> recorded but in my hands right now is the laneway tunic by Vera Valimaki which is from the new pattern collection that she did with Hohi Locatelli so you've heard us talk about it on the podcast and I am using the uncommon thread lush twist fingering weight yarn which is a merino cashmere nylon blend and the colorway is called confetti it is a light gray with little tiny flecks of color like confetti so there is pink and yellow and dark gray and turquoise and they're just little tiny flecks and the contrasting stripe I'm using is western sky knits magnolia fingering which is their merino cashmere nylon base and I'm using a colorway dyed by Heather, which is called Lagoon, and it is a beautiful tonal turquoise. And I love the way this is turning out. The colors play well together. It is soft and squishy. It is very easy knitting. You're going round and around and around with some increases for the body. It's basically gonna be an A-line shape. And I got, I was approximately six inches past the separation for the sleeves that is top down and I tried it on and I had this moment of oh no it's enormous and I texted Charlene and I emailed yeah. Carol and I what did you decide well when I decided Carol my friend CD and Carol said that she looked at other people's projects on Ravelry and uh -huh. I thought well why didn't I think of that so of course I went and looked at things and one of the knitters who I've talked about on the podcast many times Tanya who is Yarnosaurus on Ravelry knit this a while ago and hers is very roomy so I PM'd her on Ravelry and I said this is where I am I've been doing fewer increases than the pattern calls for and it still feels too big and she said she loves hers she followed the pattern exactly hers oh, really? is very roomy she said it's her second favorite dress she's oh, ever wow. knit 
So I decided that I would keep going go with, with the increase that I've been doing. So instead of what the pattern calls for, I'm doing two additional rows before mm-hmm. I do an increase. And it's going to be big, but I'm going to embrace that. <laughs> and I don't really want it to be snug. I, I was kind of torn. Some of the versions, like my friend Karen in the Netherlands, hers is beautiful, but she knit one that's more fitted and I know I don't want mine to be fitted yeah. so I just had to get over the mental obstacle of it's going to be too big well it's not going to be too big it's not going to be gonna too be big it's big. just going to be oversized um, have a ease. lot of ease yeah. yeah or have more ease than someone else's exactly but the model garment on the pattern has a lot of ease it does it absolutely does I think it's intended to fit that way well and here was part of my problem so it's a very well written pattern however the schematic and I think I brought it to show you doesn't indicate how much ease you're supposed to have so Mm -hmm. I like a good knitter should went to the schematic to determine okay it's big but I'm following the pattern so with my increases it should be this circumference it is the circumference but the pattern doesn't show you how much ease it should have at certain points. So I was befuddled as to whether it was gonna be the same amount of ease as shown in the, on the model, or if it was gonna be bigger mm, than that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, Charlene's looking at the schematic right now. So anyway, long story summarized. I'm continuing on. I did, I took it off of the waist yarn. That was what I used to try it on. And I've since started knitting again. And here's my ridiculous goal. I just found out a few days ago that I am going to be going to Frisco, Texas for a work the first weekend or the first week in April, which happens to be the last weekend in March, which happens to be the weekend of the Dallas Fort Worth Fiber Festival. (laughs) And when my boss said, yeah, it's the week of March 31st, my heart sunk and I thought, oh, that's spring break week with the kids. I won't be there. I'm so sad. And then about 20 minutes later, I remembered the DFW Fiber <laughs> Festival and was not as sad. And when I got home and talked to my husband about it, he said, oh my gosh, you should totally take advantage of that and go to the Fiber Festival. And I said, but that's spring break week. I'm going to miss the kids. And he said, aren't you going to be working anyway? How much time can you really spend with them? I'll make sure they have fun. Just go. So I am going to fly into Dallas, Texas a day early. So I will arrive Saturday night and I'll get to go to the Dallas Fort Worth Fiber Festival all day on Sunday. (laughs) And I'm kind of hoping I can have laneway finished by then, but that gives me, what, eight days of knitting. (laughs) And I'm only, I'm about to my waist and I have many, many inches to go plus the sleeve. So I probably won't succeed in that endeavor. However, that is a goal I have set for myself <laughs> at the moment. So that's the first thing I'm knitting. Now, the second thing I cast on since Stitches was with Stitches yarn, and it's the Jeweled Cowl, which is a free pattern on Ravelry by Sachiko Imura. And I've knit that cowl before and really liked it, but gifted it to one of my son's teachers, who is also a yarn and knitting enthusiast, who we see at Stitches every year. And this time I am knitting it with Dragonfly Fibers yarn. It's their Pixie base, which is a single ply superwash merino. And the colorway is called Walking on the Sun. It is out of my color zone and comfort zone, which is one of the goals I set for myself for Stitches yarn shopping. It is a beautiful color combination of oranges, yellows, and pinkish reds. And 
looking at it just makes me so happy. And the cowl is knit in the round and you cast on something like 200 stitches. And then there's some beadwork involved, very little beading. So you actually are mostly knitting stockinette in the round. And then you have a section where you actually have to pay attention. <laughs> the way the yarn is working out, it's striping and it looks so pretty. I expected it to be completely variegated, but it is striping. And oh my gosh, every time I look at it, I smile. It is beautiful. Nice. I can't wait to acquire more of their yarn in the future. Hopefully they'll come back to Stitches next year because I held many skeins of their yarn in my hands and each yeah. time I thought, oh, it's yeah. too variegated and I put it back <laughs> That's and right. picked it up you and did. put it back. You I did. waffled in their store And a we lot. kept encouraging you to try something new. And I did. I bought that one <laughs> yeah, skein and I don't know if I could do that as a sweater, but as a pop of color and a cowl, yeah. I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. I can't I'm wait super to see happy it. with that. Cool. And the third thing I'm knitting are the Flamingo Mitts, which is a pattern by Spilly Jane. She is a creator of many adorable either fingerless mitts or mittens. Her patterns are usually written for both. And this is one that I've had in my queue forever and finally cast them on. I haven't spent much time knitting on them. So the first mitt is about as tall as the first Flamingo and I have another flamingo plus thumb plus ribbing to go. So probably about halfway through the first mitt. So it's gonna be a long-term project, but it's really fun. I haven't done stranded color work in a long time. Mm -hmm. So it's really fun to watch the little flamingos emerge <laughs> yeah. as you get yeah. each row finished. Then it's fun to kind of check off the rows as you go too. So fun pattern, I'm enjoying that. And those are the three things that I'm knitting. Cool. So what have you finished since the last recording? Well, the big sweater project that I finished is, it's actually my, is it my second? I guess it's my second sweater in the self-indulgent knit-along. Yeah, I think so. Because mm. that yarn, and it, it's self-indulgent to me, because this yarn has been in my stash, I want to say close to or over a year. And it was taking on that status of almost being too good to use because I didn't want to use it because I loved the color so much. It's a logwood color. And that's reverse logic. You didn't want to use it right. because you loved the color because so Because I loved much. it so much, it had to be perfect. Yeah. Whatever I picked for it had to be perfect. So it's the logwood color in the Madeline Tosh DK yarn. And that is the twisted plied yarn, not the uh, single ply merino DK. But yeah, just absolutely perfect color for me. I, I love it, love it, love it. it <laughs> I think beautiful. we've mentioned that before yeah. again, so I probably don't need to say it again. But this sweater turned out to be perfect for it because it's an unusually designed sweater. It's called Looking Back and it's by Hohi Locatelli and it is in her new Bohemian Girl collection. One of three sweaters in the collection. And this one buttons up the back, but you wear it as a pullover, obviously, because you don't leave the buttons undone. <laughs> and it worked, it turned out to be perfect for me because I wanted something that was a pullover style that I could alternate skeins on. And I hate alternating skeins in the round. 
So it worked out for me that since this one has the button band down the back, I could alternate skeins very easily. So it really worked out. And on my sweater, I have not put buttons on it. And I think I ultimately will put maybe just little buttons for show. Right now the sweater is seamed up in the back. And I love it. And I don't I, think I've seen it on you yet, but your your FO pictures are really cute. I put some pictures up on Ravelry on the, for that one already, so I will link to that in the show notes. And the color is just fantastic. <laughs> I can't say enough it's good super things. Pretty. Super, super <laughs> and the super pattern pretty. was great too. The pattern the sweater has a lace panel down the front, which is really pretty. And then it continues that down the sleeve which is really nice to have that little detail. I loved it. The ribbing is twisted ribs. It's just got all these little details to it that I really like. Not too much, just enough. I'm very happy with the way that one turned out. Second thing that I've finished is another pair of Hermione's Everyday Socks, which is a pattern, a free pattern on Ravelry by Erica Luder. And I did make a pair of these uh, a couple episodes ago. And I got a skein of Trekking. It's called Trekking XXL, which I happen to think is the best sock yarn out there. <laughs> so sock <laughs> for, yarn for socks that you're going to Sock wear yarn for socks. Yeah. For me, this is the go-to yarn because it lasts the yarn is, um, let's see. It was 80% wool and 20% nylon. I was holding skeins of it in my hands yesterday. Yeah, this, this, one, socks. this one is 75, oh, 25. Really? They have different different compositions. based. Oh. They have several lines, and oh. they can be slightly different. They even have one that has a little bit of cotton in it. And I think they have one that has a little bit, they do have one that has some bamboo in it. So their different lines are different. But like I said, this line is uh, 75-25 wool nylon. And the trekking, so trekking yarn just lasts. The socks last. I can even throw them in the washing machine and dryer, which I love to be able to do. On a and regular they, cycle? Yeah. Wow. And they come out looking great. I have never had a pair of checking XXL socks fade, shrink, or felt. Wow. And I have knit a lot of socks. And I have had a lot of, sadly, a lot of hand-dyed superwash yarns. I have had a lot of those yarns felt. And I commonly do not throw my socks on a regular cycle in the washing machine or in the dryer, I, I tend to take different care of them. I, I will often wash them. If I do wash them in the machine, it's gentle. And then I usually don't run them through the dryer. So well, I tend to take care of them and I have still had some sock yarns felt on me. Yeah. Yes. Well, so. and it's interesting because She's going to tell you more about the yarn and how beautiful it is. But it's very reasonably priced, too. It was like it $16 is. Mm -hmm. and a little bit extra yeah. for a skein, a very healthy skein of yeah. yarn. Like One 400 and something yards. For most feet, will make a skein, a pair of socks. Yeah, these are, they're almost like knee socks. They're so long. I made these really long because for me, the skeins are big. And 
I really love this pattern. The Hermione's Everyday Sock is a four round repeat. No pattern needed. I enjoy the pattern. You don't have to think too much. You can just sit and knit and you get this really nice little patterned sock. It's not too patterned. It's just patterned enough. And I've knit this pair. I, I hadn't started it when we recorded last no. time. So I've knit it since the last podcast. I didn't even know you had purchased the yarn. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is stripey yarn. It's or, really pretty. comes out great. I love it. It's it's past, mm, pastel, pale. Kind of Easterish. Kind of Easterish, which I don't usually go yeah. for. So I was kind of surprised that I picked this one. But in the stripes, it's just... I think it's springtime. Yes, and very that's, springy. That's what drew me to it because it's got green, yellow, pink, blue, a pale orange, and a bright orange. It's, it's very nice, very springy. So I guess that's what drew me to it. And there were a lot of different color varieties in the shop yesterday, yeah, too. I had yeah. several different colorways <laughs> in my hands. I was like, oh, this is pretty, and this is pretty, and this is pretty. Yeah, so I guess this means that I'm getting socks again. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Two pairs since Two pairs. January. Yeah, so I guess I'll have to do some cleaning out of old pairs to make room in my sock drawer. But it's it's really fun. Socks for me are a quick project, and I enjoy them. I usually do cuff-down ones on double-pointed needles because that's how I learned. I know there are lots of ways to do them, but that's my typical way to do them. And my next thing that I want to try, I want to try some BFL sock yarn. Ooh, fun. I, I don't know if you remember, I had this conversation with Brooke in the Sincere Sheep booth at Stitches about mm -hmm. wanting to try BFL sock yarn, how I didn't, Merino just doesn't always hold up, especially the 100% Merino right. yarns. I'm just not a fan of using those for socks. I know there are some people that wear it just fine, but... I, I did try it once, and that pair is wearing out very fast. Oh. So that makes me kind of sad. Yeah, I'll bet, <laughs> going through the effort to knit them. Yeah, they, feel, they do feel really good. They feel like silk, putting them on. But they will wear out fast, so I'm kind of wearing them sparingly. And what did Brooke say about BFL socks? Oh, she said that BFL definitely is good for socks, definitely much harder wearing. And I was going to get a... A skein there and there weren't any colors that really jumped out at me so hopefully next time we see Brooke I'll be able to pick up something or maybe I'll find a perfect Charlene color at the Dallas Fort Worth fiber <laughs> yeah I really wanted her logwood because she does a pretty yeah, logwood <laughs> oh my, she certainly does yeah so those are the two things I have finished what about you what have you finished I have finished three different things shortly after we recorded last episode Clara Parks of the Knitter's Review did a review on a new yarn called Lorna's Laces Massam Worsted. And that's spelled M-A-S-H-A-M, but it's actually pronounced Massam. And it is a 70% British wool, 30% Massam wool blend. It is a worsted weight yarn. I think it may be listed as an Aran on Ravelry. I don't remember. And after reading the review, you guys know how interested I've been in all these different wool fibers. So I immediately went online to see where they sold it. And Jimmy Bean's Wool had it in stock. And I love Jimmy Bean's because their customer service is so fantastic. So I ordered some. <laughs> I ordered the Purple Rippy colorway, which is gorgeous. And I ordered 
oh, I think it's called Pewter. And my intention was it was February, so I could still buy yarn. And I wanted to buy a skein for my friend Maggie for her birthday and one for myself to experiment with. And there was a mistake and Jimmy Beans actually sent me a double order. They sent one package that had a skein of each color and then they sent another package with a skein of each color. So I called them up and said, I got doubles and they said, oh, we didn't charge you for that. Would you mind sending them back? And I said, no, absolutely. And they said, okay, well, we'll send you an email, a pre-postage paid thing, please pop them in the mail for us. And as soon as I hung up, I thought, I didn't even mention the podcast. So I called them back and I said, if you're interested, we do a podcast, we're doing a Know Your Wool series, and would you like to donate a skein for a giveaway? And they were ecstatic about the idea <laughs> of doing it. So when we review the Lorna's Laced, Lorna's Laces Massam Worsted, we will be giving a skein away as a prize drawing for that episode. So I'm hoping within the month of April we'll be doing that. And I used my two skeins, so I kept the second purple one, <laughs> and I knit a waffles scarf. It's actually on Ravelry. It's called the Malabrigo Waffles Scarf. I knit it as a cowl. This is the third time I've knit this pattern because it's so simple and easy and fun to knit. I've knit it twice with Madeline Tosh Vintage, and this time I used the Massa Worsted, and I love it. It had a very nice hand while knitting it. It blocked very nicely. It did bleed a little bit in the blocking process, but it didn't lose any color in the yarn itself. And I really, really love the FO. It has now been a little too warm to wear it, but <laughs> on a cold morning, I'm going to wrap that thing around <laughs> my neck and be very happy that I have it. Next to Skin Soft, time will tell. I will let you know, but I really enjoyed the yarn so far. I thank Jimmy Beans for the donation, and I didn't mention that pattern is by Sarah Florent. And like I said, it is a free pattern on Ravelry. I highly recommend it. It's a super fun knit. The second thing I finished was the Red Robin Shawl. That is a pattern by Helen Stewart, and that was really, really fun to knit. I highly mm. recommend that one. It's very simple. It is a stockinette body with some textured stitches on the end, and then I think it's a garter edging. I'm pretty sure it is. Does that one have now short rows? Remember. No, mm -hmm. it's a triangular shape. I don't think it has short rows. It had a very clever, unique cast on, mm -hmm. so that the cast on little triangle that you get doesn't pucker. Mm -hmm. You know, in a lot of shawls it puckers and mm -hmm. it kind of looks funny. It's beautiful, I really like it. And her edging on it is very well done. So I really, I will definitely knit the pattern again, but I think I will adapt other shawls that I knit in the future to use both her cast on and her edging because I liked them so much. Mm. So I highly recommend that. And it has tassels. I forgot to bring it to show you. But I knit that with Handworks Silky Sock Yarn, and that's Handworks W-E-R-K-S. They are a local dyer, and I loved the yarn. I will Did definitely you? use that yarn again. They, I know they sell that at the Golden Fleece here in town, and I got it at the Uncommon Thread in mm. Los Altos, wherever it is, but really beautiful yarn. It has a perfect drape for a shawl. It's so soft, and it's the dove colorway, so it's a light gray, and it just shimmers because of the silk in it. Beautiful shawl. I really recommend that pattern. And the other thing 
I'm calling it an FO, even though it doesn't have elastic in the waistband yet. So I'm kind of <laughs> cheating. The Naughty Bohemian Little Black Skirt by Leslie Petrovsky. And I mentioned this on the last episode. I'm knitting it with my shoulder install merino stretch, which has been discontinued. And my size, I kind of did my own Frankenstein version of sizing because I wanted <laughs> a little bit more room in the hips than the pattern was going to give me for my size. And I think it might still be a little too tight for me oh. to be comfortable maybe, but I haven't tried to wear it yet, so I don't know. I used 525 yards of it's yarn. So it's, yeah, it's not very much. And I made mine kind of mid-thigh, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it does roll up. It's straight stockinette in the round. So you do get a roll at the bottom, and she does factor that into the pattern in mm-hmm. how long you want your skirt to be. But the only thing I have left to do is to get elastic and put it into the waistband and then finalize or sew the end of the waistband together mm-hmm. so that it's encapsulated in there. But I can't yes. wait to wear that. It's going to be super cute. Yeah, as long I can't as it's wait not to too see tight. <laughs> yeah, Charlene and I have been talking about the perfect skirt and finding things that fit well, etc. And being able to knit our own would be fabulous. Yeah. Oh, did we ever mention Canon Hand Eyes? No, the skirt? I was just oh. thinking that. I, I think was her just name is thinking Amy. About that. Canon Hand Eyes. She does her own indie dyed wool, and she was at Stitches, and she was wearing the cutest striped skirt. Yeah. She said that she just didn't she cast on for something else and it was too big? I think so. I think she said that it was originally cast on as a sweater and it was too big and she didn't want to rip it out. And so she just decided to turn it into a skirt and go. So no pattern to it. She just knit in the round and increased. And to me, I really Did liked... she increase or she decreased? She did bottom up, didn't she? Oh, was it bottom up? I think it was bottom oh, up. Oh, okay. Or maybe I I'm backwards. That. I might be backwards. It... it well, either way either is way, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a very full skirt, and it was just adorable. It was so many pretty colors. I think she used all wool Miza, didn't she? I don't, you know, I don't remember the yarn. The only thing that struck me was that it was not a snug skirt. No, it was very a really full. loose, Like you could flowy almost twirl, and it would have yeah. flared out, yeah. And... I thought that was so flattering for a knit skirt because I see so many tight-fitting knit skirts and I always wonder if the bottom is going to sag on mm-hmm. it or what's going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. Coochie butt. Right. So on this style, you won't have that worry at all. And I think that eventually I want to try making a skirt like that. I thought it was so cute. It really so, is. So, so cute. Someday when I get to the point where I have enough stash of remnants of yeah. fingering weight yarn, yeah. that's what I will totally do. Yeah, the only problem really is nice. it was super, super cute. I have so many different remnants, but they're not the same base, and yeah. I wouldn't want to mix that. Yeah. You know, like a silk mix with a MCN with yeah. a single ply you know that wouldn't look as cute as hers did but really adorable look and just just going with it like you're doing with your shawl right now you know okay well it didn't turn out to be what I wanted it to be so now I'm going to make it something else and having that work so successfully yeah I really liked hers really liked it a lot so that's the summary of what I have actually finished okay so today we wanted to do a little discussion that 
came from the thread of what would you like to hear about on the podcast. And it also came from the fact that I've become a little bit addicted to Instagram. (laughs) And (laughs) this was going around on Instagram recently. What is in your notions bag? I think it was Jen, Knitwise, Pearlwise, whose picture I saw. And her notions bag had a little bit of everything in it. But what do your notions pouches often have in them, Charlene? Yeah, I'm going to have to look at that and see if there was a hashtag and see if we can oh. piggyback on that and then well let's just say it right our now. listeners can what's in your notions bag. yeah our listeners can also post yeah because that's one of the bag. reasons we wanted to do this is we'd love to see your pictures right <laughs> in instagram or in the thread or on a thread yeah, yeah just take a picture of your notions and, bag content yeah and tell us what's in there because and we gail, might get some great ideas yeah and gail and i will both do that as yes. well and what I typically carry in mine, and I should say I have a little box. It's a little notions box. And when I go someplace, usually there's a couple versions depending on how long I'm going to be. Like if I'm just at an event or if I'm going away for, for stitches, weekend, yeah. that kind of thing. If I'm just carrying around a project bag, usually all I carry is this little notions box. and what it has in it are stitch markers and I usually carry several kinds of stitch markers safety pins and I have mostly the coilless safety pins in there small scissors uh, needle caps or needle stoppers I don't know what needle what the protectors official, I don't know what they're called point protectors maybe so that they're called don't come off so the that the stitches needles. don't cough, come off the needles correct I usually have a cable needle in there, even though I don't use cable needles that often anymore. I have a small crochet hook for repairs, a sewing needle or darning needle for weaving in ends, and I also have a tiny eraser in there for some reason. That's probably been in there for I don't know why, because I I guess I was writing on patterns a lot, and if I needed to erase it, I don't know. But that's in there. If I'm going away for overnight or a couple of days, like when we went to stitches, then that little box will go into my pouch. And in the pouch, I also have a tape measure. Oh, and I should add, sometimes I put a tape measure in this little box too, because sometimes I need it. But in the in the, my pouch right now is a tape measure, a row counter, the little ruler that has the needle sizer mm-hmm. gauge on it. I have my little ot light in there. Oh wow! My also another small four-inch ruler, and then business cards. Oh, that's clever. Oh, and actually, I have a little. I didn't write it down, but I have a little cleaning cloth for my iPad or phone. Oh, that's as clever well. too. So those are the things that I carry. If I'm going really light and I don't have room for a lot of things and I'm maybe just knitting on a hat or a washcloth or some tiny small project, then the only thing I usually take is a dental floss case with stitch markers in it. And I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but the reason I put stitch markers in an empty dental floss case is because the dental floss case has a little cutter on it. Yeah, what you would use to cut your dental floss also works on yarn. Right. (laughs) And I have to add, Charlene's given me one of these 
Notions boxes before. And I think if you've seen Jen's picture on Instagram, she actually had one of these cases in her Notions pouch. And it is a little rectangular plastic box that closes and it has individual sections in it that also close so that you can keep your stitch markers separate from your safety pins, separate from your other mm -hmm. pieces. So it's a right. really, really cool little thing. And I've seen it online. I don't remember what it was called though. It's like $5 or something like that. It's a very affordable little container that is really, really handy. So it's just some background on that. I yeah. Was looking at it thinking, <laughs> I really like mine. Yeah. So how about you? Do you carry anything different in yours? No, but I go lighter than that. So mm. I, in January, several people who I've talked to and on different podcasts all appear to have done the same thing as part of like reorganizing their knitting life for 2014. <laughs> I went through and when I travel, I'm addicted to buying little tiny cloth bags. Like I bought uh -huh. some in Morocco and I bought them in different places that I visited that have beautiful different fabrics or different embroidery or what it whatever it may be. And I use these for my little notions bags. Okay. So they make me smile because they remind me of something and they're just perfect to shove in a knitting bag. And I always have stitch markers, snips, a measuring tape, and darning needles. So the little chibi mm -hmm. sets, I love those little cases because mm -hmm. then your needles are safe in there right. because my needles tend to fall out in mm -hmm. bad places. So I like to have them in a self-contained something. And I've heard people say that they put magnets inside their metal knitting boxes. It's like, oh, that's yeah. very clever. Yeah. So that's another thing you could do. But I, in January, I put together a lot of these little kits. Charlene had given me an adorable little box that was, you know, three by two and a half or something. That's just this cute little BFF box that had like a picture of two women on it who looked like they were from the Pearl Harbor era. And it was just super cute. Like on the back, I think it said, I stole, sorry, I stole your boyfriend something or something. Like yeah, that. It was yeah super cute. it was really funny. But it's perfect for a knitting box. So I have that one. I have my little pouches I've collected. And I went and I put one in my car, one in my bag that I carry <laughs> with me everywhere. I have them at my desk where I work in case I happen to be knitting while I work. I have a bigger notions thing on the coffee table in front of where I knit at night. And I also have one, there was one other place that I strategically put them. So I put together lots of these little things and put them everywhere because I felt like I had been organized, but inevitably you're like in the car and right. for some reason you can't <laughs> you find snips have, or you can't I, find. Yeah. Even though I have all that stuff in my box, I still always feel like I never have the one thing that I need. Exactly. So I just decided I was sick of that and I was going to fix it because I have all these little things. Why not make little individual yeah. notions pouches and have them wherever I need them? Yeah. And there was one other thing that just flashed it's through my head that was super. Kits. It is fun. And they're cute and they're just fun to have available all mm -hmm. the time. There was something else that I, oh, waste yarn. Oh. I put waste yarn yeah. in most of them as well because it's inevitable right. that I need to you know, take four stitches off for the thumb gusset right. or whatever it is. And so waste yarn is also a very, very convenient thing to have. Yeah, actually in one of my pouches, I actually have a tiny little end of a skein to use for waste yarn. You know, one thing that I found that is a really convenient way to keep things straight, because I'm also a highly organized person in general. I don't like to open my notions pouch and have everything falling out or searching through it to find things. You know those little, they're not quite mesh bags, but they're like 
the somewhat see-through drawstring yeah. bags that everybody was using for a while. You can buy them at craft stores yeah. and like jewelry yeah. people use it. Yeah. I have those that are tiny. I mean, they're very small. So I can put my stitch markers and my darning needle if I don't have a chibi plastic thing. Mm-hmm. I put those in one of those little drawstring oh, okay. things and they fit perfectly inside a Notions yeah. pouch or Notions box. So that's another thing that I did. I went scrounging around the house and, you know, borrowed the children's little drawstring pouches <laughs> and things like, ah, can I have this for my Notions bag? So those or just little tiny Ziploc envelopes Mm -hmm. those work really well too because that's the other thing i knit when we're driving in the car my well my husband is driving in the car and inevitably i'll open my notions box to get things and they'll hit a bump flying yeah and poof there go the stitch markers flying around in the car so it's much better to have them in a little bag so that they don't they they don't have as much tendency to go flying (laughs) so if you want to Please take a picture of what's in your Notions pouch yeah, and put and it on the thread. We can um, start, or we can post photos in the thread for this episode. Yeah, and if you're on Instagram, I'm Gaily Whaley on Instagram, just like I am on Ravelry. And I'm Yarniak. Yeah, so that would be super fun yeah, to, to see, see everybody. Yeah, <laughs> super. Let's start a hashtag. What's in your Notions bag? What's in your bag? Notions bag? Okay, and we have prize winners Yay. for the self-indulgent knit-along. This is exciting. Yeah, it is March 21st, so Charlene closed the thread this morning because she and I were both asleep at midnight last <laughs> night, and I drew prizes this morning. Let me open my Google document, and do you want to go, we'll take turns, and you can do even rows, and I'll do odd rows, or vice versa. Sure, if I can read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, if you pull it up on your iPad. Oh, okay. And then I can have it on my phone. So we had 15 prizes all together because what I did is Etsy, uh, I'm sorry, Little Skein in the Big Wool, who has a shop on Etsy, she gave us one set of Snoopy stitch markers and two sets of adorable note cards. So I broke that into three separate prizes. So we ended up with 15 prizes and we have 15 fabulous winners. So the first person was post number 137. She is Judy Ann on Ravelry, and her real name is Judy, and she's from Illinois, and she knit two shawls. One was a Spectra that was beautiful. It was black with the like rainbow yarn for the design element, and she has the most adorable Ravatar, which is from a particular museum in Paris with the lips that was super cute. So congratulations, Judy. You won a skein of yarn from Alpenglow Yarns, and it's a skein of her Mighty Fine Rambo in Purple Rain, which she donated, and we got to pick it out in person at Stitches West last month. So congratulations, Judy. And the next person would be row 20. You have it up? Yeah. Okay. So this is Julie from Washington, who is Jay Chant on Ravelry. And we had the pleasure of meeting Julie at Stitches this past February. And Julie, you have won a skein of Erin from Imperial Yarns and the accompanying mitt pattern. Yay! (laughs) And the next winner was post number 80. She is JML Knitter on Ravelry, and that's Lisa from Brockton. She knit her first ever self-striping socks in the most beautiful colors, and you won a donation from my friend Inez in Germany, who is Edler, Edler007 on Ravelry, 
a skein of hedgehog fibers sock yarn in the shamrock colorway. So now you can knit more socks. <laughs> so congratulations, Lisa. Okay, and next we have Robbie, who is photo knit gal hey, on Ravelry. She has also won a skein of hedgehog, hedgehog fibers sock in Maleficent yeah. colorway, donated by Robbie. Inez, a.k.a. Edler007 on yeah, Ravelry. Robbie contributes a lot to our threads on the Ravelry yes. board, so it was really fun to pull her name yeah, this morning. Yeah, that's great. And likewise, another contributor on the boards, post number 13, is Celeste, who is Irish F on Ravelry, and she knit the Noble Cowl, which she knit to go with this beautiful brooch she got at a flea market in Paris. She also knit the waterfront vest, which was too big and she had to rip it back. It was so sad. And a beach bag. That was her consolation to herself when her vest was too big. And Celeste, you win a skein of yarn from Candy Skein donated by the fabulous Tammy. And it's her savory fingering base in the cinnamon bear colorway that is so pretty, I almost had to steal it instead of putting it in the prize drawing. So congratulations, Celeste. And the next one? Next, we have Lynn, who is Lightning on Ravelry. And she has won note cards from Little Skein in the Big Wool. And if you haven't seen Little Skein in the Big Wool's Etsy shop, you've really got to check it out. She has the cutest stitch markers and the cutest cards. Really cute stuff. And the next person is Boston Jen. That's Jen from Boston, as the Ravelry name would imply. <laughs> and she is the hostess of the Down Cellar Studios podcast. She knit a beautiful heartbreak shawl, and she knit it in worsted weight yarn in the most beautiful pink and grays. Oh, I loved it. And Jen also wins a set of note cards from Little Skein in the Big Wool. And we have Linda from... Pen is that Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. who is I-M-E-C-O-L-L, I'm a call. On... I think it's actually L-M-E. Oh, L-M, yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, for Linda, that makes sense. Yep. So L-M-E-C-O-L-L -L on Ravelry. She has won a set of Snoopy stitch markers from Little Skein in the Big Wool, and those are really cute. They One are. stitch marker has Snoopy, and then there are several with little beads on it. Yep, Very sweet. Cute. The next winner is Post 132, and she is Michelle from the UK. Her Ravelry name is Perfect Circle, and she is the recipient of the Hitch ebook from Cooperative Press. Good job, Kristen or Michelle, and she knit the flare. Oh, that's right, she knit the flare pullover by Viri Valamaki. Oh, which is I... so pretty. Carol just finished hers, and that sweater is beautiful i haven't been mentioning what everybody has knit and you sorry have. <laughs> oh well okay next we have philippa from portugal who knit a hitchhiker and a pagona and she is philippa mc on ravelry and she has won the cascadia ebook donated by cooperative press and next was post 58 who is redbird one lynn from massachusetts Massachusetts <laughs> she knit a lowbrow cowl and she used plucky traveler which sounds like a very self-indulgent yarn and you won the yarn whisperer book by Clara Parks congratulations Lynn next we have Jen from Penn Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania again 
Um, she has knit several items. She, she was knit, like, I think the most prolific knitter. Okay. And she knit she won. the birch bark, two Monica Serna hat cowl combos, Cabernet Sauvignon shawl by Monica. Let's see. She, the Shenley cardigan that she designed for her, so son. for her son. And then the hematite shawl by Lisa Much. That's a sweater. Oh, it's a, a sweater. Yeah. Okay. And, Obladi by Mary Anarella. Yeah, so that's knitwise, knitwise, pearlwise. Pearl she's yes. also a big contributor on the boards, and she's great in Instagram. And that Shenley pullover that she designed for her son—it's her first. No, it's not her first design, Mm-mm. but she just put it up for sale. I think this morning. So when I was pulling the prize drawings this morning, I was stoked to see her win. So everybody can go out and buy that pattern now. It's super cute. It's a okay. super cute pullover. So, Jen, you have won oh, a double-ended crochet repair tool That's that nice. was donated by Gail's mom. Yeah. And it's very cute. It's we, super cute. We saw them at Stitches, and Gail, Gail's mom bought it at Stitches for the show, or yeah. for the for the price. That's something that should be in everyone's knit notions box, too, because it's really small, great for repairing things. I've, I have a little wooden one that I've been using quite frequently lately. And, Charlene, you said you usually have one mm-hmm. in your notions pouches. Okay, the next winner is Amy Dogwalker. She's Amy from Maine, and she knit a Seasons hat, which is a beautiful colorwork hat, and it was too big for her, so it goes to her husband, who looked very handsome in it. <laughs> and you get a pattern by Estella, who is one more row, please, on Ravelry. You get to pick a pattern from her store. So congratulations, Amy. And the same thing was won by Jennifer Wiseman from New Jersey. She knit a cowl version of Betangled. And let's see, she is a podcast supporter and designer of Partly Sunny, which, let's see, we, that was a previous prize. It was. So, yeah. yeah, she's a designer. She's Shady Stroll on Ravelry. And she also designed the Ka'ana Chalette, which I knit. A while back so right. that's a free pattern on Ravelry and I'm looking forward to knitting her partly sunny it's a two color yeah that's, beautiful it's Charlotte. really sweet I love the the color combo one yeah. of them was this pale blue and white yeah and it looks really nice so congratulations so, Jennifer Jennifer you have won a pattern from Estella yep so if you contact us we can put you in touch with Estella well and we'll say that at the end yeah. too. we haven't yeah. given any contact information so the last prize goes to Cindy from Illinois and she is C. Perrine on Ravelry and she knit a magic cake ruffle shawl a ski bonnet the Gale sweater mm-hmm. that we love and Kira the kangaroo who has a little <laughs> baby kangaroo in her pouch and it's super super cute and Cindy you won a skein of Lotus Tibetan Cloud worsted weight yarn that was donated by Maggie, who is Maggie in Vienna on Ravelry, and nice. that's 100% yak. Ooh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, so to hopefully try. it's going to be delightful yarn. So congratulations to all of the winners! Yay. Thank you to everyone who participated. We had the most beautiful, beautiful projects as a result of this knit along. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for contributing and playing along. That was really fun. It was super really fun. really fun. So should we have people contact you or contact me. Either of us is fine. We'll share contact information. Okay, but if, so. it, if it's something that's going to get mailed out, I'm probably going to do the mailing. So if you know that it has to get mailed out, you can simplify things and just contact me directly. Yeah, so congratulations, <laughs> everyone. And either PM me or PM Charlene, and we'll get our prizes out to everybody. And again, thanks for knitting along with us. We'll have Thank another you knit along very much. sometime yes. coming up. We do. We have yeah. a 
another one in the works. Yep. So thank you for listening. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Have a good week. And we will talk to you in a few weeks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits.